But I also get calls from people who are showing a property, agents, there's a leak in the house or the house is on fire. Right. Like these things really did happen yeah, in my yeah. career. Wow. Above and beyond the real estate show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Above and Beyond Real Estate Show. My name is Ralph Ciencio, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Raymond Ortiz. He is a licensed agent on the team. He's got a fantastic background in health and fitness, and today we're going to be talking about some lifestyle elements of entrepreneurship, some uh, tips on how to live a balanced life uh, with an emphasis on fitness for anyone out there that's uh, looking to kind of get the energy level up a bit. So, I am excited to be yeah. here. And I actually, am excited. Talking about energy, I mean, Ray, uh, I've thought of you my whole life as an energy guy, uh, definitely one of your key exports as a, a yeah. human being. Appreciate that. Positive <laughs> energy. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so like you mentioned, um, I've been in the fitness industry since I was 19, so well over 20 years. Um, what started off as a goal to get into chiropractic school uh, didn't really work out the way I wanted to, so that's how I fell back into the fitness industry full time. But uh, you name it, I've done it. I've gone from in-home personal training to working at gyms to owning a couple of gyms. And um, I guess if we were to fast forward to the last couple of years of COVID, you know, I'm sure you guys all understand that COVID wasn't the nicest to gyms and other small businesses. For, but forced you to pivot quite a bit, right? I had to pivot fast as yeah. well. But uh, with that pivot also came a lot of opportunities. So for those of you guys that don't know, Ralph has been a not only just a longtime friend, but you've been a longtime client with me as well. Uh, you were there with me before I even had the gym. I remember I remember training outside at uh, <laughs> 16th and Leslie yep. doing, uh, you know, wall sits yeah. at the back of Turtle Jacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were like in a parking 40 lot. 40 degree weather, yeah. No equipment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you, you've been on a journey. That was like a real boot camp. That, that was, was like a legit boot camp yeah. back then. So we We've come a long way. Yeah. We've come a long way. Yeah. But um, during that time in COVID, uh, I just had more time to work on things. We were open, we we're closed. Like, like we had no predictable way to know what we were allowed to do. Uh, and because of the time I had, you could push me one day. And you asked me, he's like, hey, you know, like, since you have the time, do you have any ways that you can potentially help me with yeah. some marketing strategies? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'd love to try and you, help. You've always been a brilliant marketer. And when you're looking at that fitness industry, it, I would say it's one of the most saturated industries in the world, really. Yeah. And you've always found a way to cut through the noise. And and I think you've done an excellent job of communicating your value, but also by encouraging people to kind of for you to be a part of their journey. Right. And, and that's something that I always admired for you as a business person to business person. And that's why, you know, when I, I pitched you saying, hey, could you help out with some marketing initiatives, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like the, the marketing aspect within the fitness industry is actually not that much different than uh, what I've learned in the real estate industry. And it's, it's pretty basic stuff. It's just focus on the people first and help them out first. And once that message is across, gets across, um, people are, are willing to kind of search you out and, and seek your advice, you know, so. So um, that's kind of how I got here. Um, I started off kind of doing the small stuff, like hanging around the office. You would help me with, with this and this. And then I would try to offer my expertise on this. Yeah. Uh, and I just slowly learned the language of real yeah. estate, start to get that kind of urge to maybe I can do this as yeah. well. You know, and fast forward the two years, I am fully licensed now. Yeah. It was a journey. It was not easy. 
I was still running the fitness business at the same time. Um, but I have to say, like, I was very happy to have found a new passion. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, I, I admire the fact that you had a great business that you were running for many years. You had a great level of comfort. You had, like, you still have, I say past tense, it's still present. Right. Uh, a huge following of, of loyal clients. We call them raving fans in an industry where it's challenging to get anyone to commit to, to 90 days. You have yeah. clients that you've been serving, myself included, right. you know, 15 years. Yep. And I think when we look at the um, uh, those soft skills and bring them into the real estate world, I, you know, I'm, I'm so excited about your future. But, uh, you know, I think once you got a taste of what the real estate world would be like, it, there are different benefits versus, right. you know, the 5 a.m. workouts. You know, you are doing 9 p.m. showing. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of an exchange. It's yes. not all easy. But I know that you were recently licensed. I, I would say, um, you know, the, if you want to tell a few few quick sentences about what that process looked like. I know a lot of people that are watching this video may be thinking, how do I start? You know, who's the organization that runs the program? And uh, any any you know quick tips for anyone thinking about getting their real estate license? Yeah, you know what? It, it's, it's not hard to get into the education process. Uh, there's two ways you go out. Go. I went with the Humber way. So it's Humber um, College, right? Humber College, yep. And the cool thing about it was that everything was online. So you didn't have to commit to going in class. So that was perfect for me because it still allowed for me to work and run my business, uh, take care of my family. Yeah. Um, but finding the time was tricky. Well, I was just going to say, that I, I, an advantage is that you don't have to go into the building. Right. A disadvantage is you're totally on your own, which to be honest with you, is a great emulation for entrepreneurship life, which is yes. you just nobody's going to tell you to go to work. That's right. You just got to go and do it. Yeah. So I know that that that's uh, something that I admire the fact that you had so many balls in the air while yeah. you were studying. Which most people, to be frank, while they're doing their real estate license, usually have other responsibilities that they have to tend to as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think for for the younger agents that are or the younger ones that are trying to become agents, it might be a little bit easier uh, because you might not have as many commitments. Uh, personally, I think that course could be done um, within a four to six month period. I'll be dead honest. It took me close to a year and a half. And it was only because I was just giving myself whatever was left in the day. Like I would have to run the entire day with my business family. And then when the kids went to bed, that was literally the only time that I had left to study and weekends. For sure. And and you know, from an outsider's perspective, I know when I did my real estate license, I did it when I was in university. Mm -hmm. I fast tracked through my four year program. Um, I took a course every summer. Okay. Uh, Not because... I wanted to go quickly. I did it as a defensive mechanism because I was so, um, I was not confident in my academic ability. I thought I was going to fail out of university. So I took extra courses every summer thinking, thinking this is a backup for when I fail in third year or fourth year. And I I had a fantastic career academically. Yeah. I, and my fourth year, I had a half a course load. So I just did my real estate license. Yeah. And at that time was done through OREA, Ontario Real Estate Association. Um, and, you know, I would say that it seems as if it's getting progressively more difficult to get your real estate license in Ontario, which overall I think is a good thing. I, I watched I you so work hard through your licensing process. Right. I saw your tenacity and effort and commitment to it. And I think you did an outstanding job with that. I, I, I'm happy to see that as an industry professional. I'd love to see the bar get elevated so that realtors, you know, it becomes harder to become a realtor, not because we want less realtors. We sure. just want to make sure that the people that are here are 100% committed to yeah. it. You're helping clients with a pretty significant process yeah, in buying to, a home, right? To that point, like what I found was um, through my online courses, uh, a lot of the people that were in my classes uh, were not there for 
pure reasons of wanting to become a realtor. The market was hot. Like they saw dollar signs and you know, you've been in entrepreneurship for quite <laughs> yeah. a bit of time and if money is the main motivating factor, it's important, don't get me wrong, but if that's the number one motivating factor, most of those entrepreneurs don't don't make it. For sure. You're absolutely right. If that's the key focus, I mean, people smell that. They know yeah. that anyways. You know, one thing that I uh, I heard recently from uh, someone involved at uh, Humber College is that there's actually more people in the licensing program as of, it was as of April of this year, there were more people in the program than there were agents in Ontario. Wow. <laughs> which means that if they were to all graduate, that we would have a, within the next 18 months, double the number of agents wow. in Ontario. So right now there's about 70,000. So if half of them make it through we could have 100,000 realtors in the market um that which might be wild. wild that's wild yeah you think about the impact yeah you know when we talk about um if 30 percent of a sales force is inexperienced right uh you think about the turbulence the volatility that we'll see in the real estate market because you have someone who may be a shark a professional of 20 years yes. someone that's very aggressive negotiating against someone who doesn't even know how to fill out the paperwork. Right, right. Number one, the number of errors that could come up mm -hmm. could be huge. But also, we're going to see this like, uh, you know, anomaly transactions where one house sells for 93% of asking and mm. we'll say, well, why is that? Well, maybe the agent had never sold a home before right, right. and the person that was buying was a, a seasoned professional. Right, right. Right. Or maybe we'll see a home that sells for 110% of asking. We'll all be scratching our heads saying, how can this even exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. maybe the buyer's agent had never written their name on a contract ever right. so uh you know maybe they're also uh there's a learning curve there for sure and i think that's why this is so perfect like um i have you as my coach now so i helped you on the fitness side and now you're my coach uh from the real estate side you know uh well over two decades almost three decades of experience mm -hmm. now and i i i wanted that for myself because you know i'm you know, I don't feel old, but we're both 40 now. I just blew my ACL. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just blew my ACL. Blew ACL. <laughs> you know, my hamstrings have been sore for two days. Yeah. Um, but I needed a way to fast forward my education a little bit. So you've been instrumental in oh, that. Wow. Actually, you know what? I want to share a quick story. Yeah. Like we, we talked about this before. So a lot of people don't know out there is that, and I didn't find this out until maybe a year into um, working with you, but um, you're my very first business coach. My very first business coach and my first introduction into entrepreneurship uh, when I was applying for universities back in the day, I, I joined an after school business program called DECA. And uh, DECA, I you and your best friend Craig were the ones running that program. And it, it, it what was for me just to kind of get some brownie points for my, my university applications turned out to be one of the foundations for mm. where I'm at today. So this is like a crazy yeah, full I remember circle that. Moment. I remember yeah. you, I mean, Wild. we're a year older than you and I remember, you know, being on uh, the senior team of, of DECA. Right. And I remember you competing in, in DECA and you were always, you were smooth, you were charismatic, you were a quick thinker. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, DECA for anyone that, that uh, doesn't know is uh, basically a case study uh, competition okay. for high school students and, and they compete against other students schools and then uh you know that was a great experience but you know uh, if we're going back down memory lane i'll tell you yeah. one story I've, I've always thought you were a great guy appreciate that but when i knew you were a great guy i remember distinctly i was on uh, social media and i saw a picture of you on stage winning can fit pro <laughs> yeah, that's a wild trainer of the year yeah wild. And, and i knew you were a great trainer but to see you on the stage winning can fit pro and i'll tell you it wasn't that you won trainer of the year I don't know anything about that. I don't know if they gave out this to everyone. I saw them present to you a check for $10,000. Yeah. And on the next image, 
was uh, you donating that ten thousand dollars to the yeah. Heart and Stroke Foundation, and it was it was at that moment that I was like, I I, I used to think this is a great guy, and now I believe I know he's oh, a great I appreciate guy. Appreciate that, man. Because for someone who was at the at the that stage of your career, I'm sure that ten thousand dollars was was heavy money. It was, and for you to yeah. just say, you know what, I want to donate this back to the Heart and Stroke Foundation, you know, I was just blown away, and I was totally inspired. And, and oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot a lot of that was because. As much as the the it was validation for the time spent in the fitness industry, I didn't get it without the support of all of my clients. And we we've done a lot of great fundraisers in the past, uh, quite successfully raising tens of thousands of dollars for not just a heart and stroke foundation, but at that time, that very moment in time, like I just knew, like that moment, that I would not have been there without those people, so awesome. my friends and family. So it was the least I could yeah. do for them to yeah. to get me to that. And that I, point. I don't know if you guys can hear how humble and grateful, you know, those tones are coming from 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 Ray, uh, and that's how he is every day. I know yeah, I we're obviously that. shooting a podcast right now, mm-hmm. but every day you're just full of of, of gratitude and appreciation. I oh, think that's thanks, what man. what. It you know pushes your charis- charisma out, but also uh, attracts people as well too. Oh, I appreciate that. Always grateful. Always grateful. Every single yeah. day. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so you know, I guess a, a couple quick things. While yeah. you're you're our our resident health expert <laughs> yeah. by default. By default, <laughs> do you have any any um, any tips for uh, a, a realtor out there trying to stay fit while growing their business? A hundred percent, and it, it won't just apply to realtors. It'll it'll apply to entrepreneurs and just people in general. But I think the one thing that people should focus on on a daily basis from the moment they wake up is one focus on themselves. Uh, you're guilty of it. I am. We all are. Where we wake up and the first thing that we do is check our phones, emails, text message. Um, But it's a big mistake because now we're making those people a priority before ourselves. So you and I have been been pretty consistent where we would wake up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 a.m. and we just start the day focusing on ourselves because if we are not the best versions of ourselves, there's no way that we'll have the energy to help all the people that we want yeah. to. Yeah, kind of like that uh, old saying when uh, you're on an airplane and they drop the oxygen masks, right. you know, cover your nose first before others because if you're if you're passed out you can't help your kids right yeah for sure for sure and the second one i would say is to make sure to fuel yourself with the right energy so i felt this quite a bit so there's no transition like the moment i got licensed it was hit the pavement and <laughs> you just only start. have two gears yeah. zero and a hundred zero hundred it. it was zero to hundred but with that being said i was not used to I guess the spontaneity of, of, of real estate life. And there was one day where I think I might've had seven or eight showings just purely on the road. <laughs> and I didn't pack my lunch room in pretty good with that, but I didn't have anything packed for me. So going to Tim Hortons or any drive through is always the last resort and I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I just had to do it. And and I didn't want to, I tried to make the best choice I could at the time, but that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, how do you go about planning your day so that you're fueled with the right energy because yeah. they can go pretty late like I was, I was i've been you know with you we're we're past midnight yeah. you know trying yeah. to review offers yeah you know and that's not easy yeah. <laughs> especially you and i like we wake up early sure. as well right for sure so how do you how do you think so so i would say that maintaining consistent energy is difficult uh maintaining consistent focus is difficult mm-hmm. when you sit back and look at the magnitude of the advice that you're giving how how will somebody interpret that advice and what decision will they make like I got to be on point and I'm aware of that. Right. And, um, you know, the air traffic controller at Pearson airport, they can't have a foggy day because 
planes will will have problems yeah. if the air traffic control is not focused. Right. And a lot of times that's what we are as we're giving advice at the negotiation table uh, or we're showing properties to clients. Um, so, you know, I, I am aware that I when I'm uh, set appointments that are, are critical mm-hmm. later on in the day that I do need to find some buffer in between. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as just going for a quick walk, 15 yeah. minutes to reset. Sometimes it's a matter of dancing around the office. I mean, you've been here. When we're <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. We're, we're blaring our WWF <laughs> yeah. uh, entrance music. Uh, or it's Friday. So I think those are, are critical. And I think fueling your body is um, is really important. And it's so hard. I mean, as an agent, Stuff. just on the go, on appointments, not having a cafeteria that you can go to in between conference rooms, like maybe uh, somebody in corporate right. corporate world. Right. Um, so I would say that just fueling yourself, uh, understanding the magnitude of what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and then being able to say no to things—that's been a critical thing. Yeah. Because uh, and delegation, but you know, one key superpower that I have is an amazing team. So if something has to be delegated, it's not really delegated; it's done in cooperation with. Got it. The task still gets done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so finding—I I would say to anyone out there—finding um, a network of people that you can trust. If you're not on the team, then find a great agent in your office, or if you're an entrepreneur, find a, uh, a you know someone else, a friend in the business that can help support if you are in a critical task mode okay who could you just delegate or get assistance with or just have someone cover your base while you're tending to something else yeah yeah the more help the better yeah yeah okay okay and uh, while we're talking about food uh, you know one question i wanted to ask (laughs) you was was the breakdown so i know for anyone uh, that's listening right now they may be thinking well um for someone that focuses on fitness has a you know as complex a background or experiences as you have let me ask if um if I'm driving to an appointment, uh-huh. I've got five minutes buffer between me and the appointment, but I'm starving. I didn't get a chance to eat. Yep. Uh, and I pass by Tim Hortons. Okay. What What's your advice? What should I be ordering? Okay. Well, you know, like that's always a last resort. Like I would rather you, you know, have your meals prepared. Um, before I get to that, I actually will sometimes keep protein bars in the car. Uh, things that are non-perishable. That way it's a, a quick grab out of my, my glove compartment. Um, but yeah, if I was on the go, like I resort to Tim Hortons. Thankfully, there are some decent options at Tim Hortons. So what are they? What yeah, are the best options? Yeah, I just went options? for like, you know, anything that was as low carb as I could get uh, with a lot of protein. So I went with a, a grilled chicken wrap um, there are some salad options out there you just got to be careful with the salads when you're hitting the drive through menu because uh, a lot of times the the dressing is super super high in calories so if you can figure out a way to maybe just put half of that in and you know park to the side for like five to ten minutes just to get some energy back into you, that would help uh, absolute last resort if you're on the go is maybe hit up one of those juice bars think like jamba juice or booster juice yeah. and try to get uh, a juice that has a lot of protein in it as well that way you're just sustained with energy and it'll it'll kind of digest into your system a little bit faster. Uh, but there, there's options out there. You know, I know the, the, the quick and easy thought process is to think the fries and the hamburgers, but try to resist that as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back to the, the earlier point of having your head in the right space, mm-hmm. if you're eating this groggy food uh, or food that will make you feel groggy, yeah. uh, you know, you're not going to be your best self. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. So instead of having to resort to a second, you know, cup of coffee for the day, try to fuel yourself with something that will naturally boost your energy. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, and so you said protein bars. You said just anything. Is there some specific something you if you're at Costco or at Whole Foods or Walmart, what would be your go to? Like there a, a, are tons now at Costco. Like uh, there are some good cliff bars out there. Uh, my favorite brand of bars to get is grenade bars, um, just packed with protein and really low carb as well um, you know you can also resort to getting like almonds some nuts um, 
there's tons. Like even if you wanted to get supplements, like now Costco has a lot of low cost protein supplements, uh, vegan supplements, like mm. the options are endless. So there really isn't any excuse for you to be able to be healthy while on the road. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And you know, mm-hmm. what? actually, maybe we can uh, make an offering. I'm going to put you on the spot. But maybe anyone that's listening to the podcast right now, if they could uh, put a comment below and just enter the name of a restaurant or uh, a place, try to stick with big names that, you know, could be um, easy for you to understand. Okay. Obviously, don't don't list a mom and pop shop in your small town. Right. But if you say a uh, type of restaurant and maybe Ray can respond back in the comments with what the best thing to eat 100%, on the I way out. out. So say, that. for example, someone says... McDonald's is at the base of my my building. What's the best thing to grab for McDonald's? Sure. McDonald's are everywhere. But yeah. There's got to be something in McDonald's. And Ray, maybe if you could just respond back with, um, you know, what the best thing to order. Yeah, totally. I can do it. And like to, to, to kind of push it further, I can even offer some free recipe books as well. Yeah. Things that are like quick and easy that you can do in the house that uh, will allow you to get on the road and just kind of have it with you while driving. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I can do that's that amazing. for sure. Yeah. No problem. Oh, that's uh, we're gonna have a healthy we're gonna have a healthy crew. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, perfect. And um, I'm not sure if there's anything else that you want to add as we're just wrapping or getting close to wrapping up. Um, um, you know what? Like we talked about this the other day. Like I think one of the more important things for realtors, entrepreneurs, and people in general uh, is to be more present. I feel that it's just so easy for us to get distracted with our phones. Like we get notified on our watches now um, that just that one little vibration is enough for us to throw us off our game and take our focus away. And I actually, I had trouble with that. I told you this the other day where I was with my family and my kids and I was getting phone calls from my clients and it was at a, a swimming lesson and my kids called me out on it. Like they called me like, daddy, why are you always on your phone? Right. And it was like a punch to the stomach, you know, and but it was a great reminder. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't get more honest than your kids. And it was a great reminder for me to just be present with whoever it is that I am with right now at the point yeah. at, at that time. Right. So but I want to ask you, like. Did you struggle with that when you were starting off with your realty career? Yeah, I struggled uh, early on. I struggled in the middle and I struggled in present day. I mean, <laughs> the reality is when you're being pulled in so many different directions, uh, it is difficult to make everyone happy or okay. keep everyone happy. And, you know, the one thing that I, I've been getting better at is setting mm-hmm. expectations. Okay. I think that when your phone blows up, that's that person's opportunity to ask you a question. doesn't mean necessarily that that's the exact moment in which you need to respond. The reality is we're helping people with very significant a very significant time in their lives. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's, it was part of my growth and learning, but also the people around me to understand that I'm not just sending jokes by text message right. to people. Yep. This is, you know, for example, if my phone rings, that could be just someone calling to ask questions about the real estate market. Mm-hmm. We get calls all the time from buyers and sellers who are thinking about, you know, starting their, their process or journey. But I also get calls from people who are showing a property, agents, and there's no key in the lockbox. Mm. or there's a leak in the house or the house is on fire right these things really did happen in my career and so you just i can't just say man i'll deal with it later okay so just being able to identify when are the times in which i'm i'm protecting my family time sure sure um you know it is a challenge but i think setting expectations on what's the best way to get a hold of you and if it is urgent they can call you through the office in which that message can be picked up by anyone else on the team so and also having a face-to-face or frank conversation with your family and say, look, uh, unfortunately, 
I have to be on my phone, but I am here with you. Okay. All the alternative is I could have been working in a job where I was on Bay Street and I would not be at the swimming lessons right. with you. Right, right, So although out of the 60 minutes, maybe five minutes, I was not present. Yep. But 55 minutes, I was here. Yes. And it, it, it sounded a little bit cruel to say that to a kid to say, sure. oh, well, you got 55 minutes of the hour. Sure. But you have to look at the big picture and say, well, are all the parents here? Right. Or am I the only, like in some cases, I'm the only dad at swimming lessons. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I just try to shine a light to say I'm here as present as I can be. But uh, there, it is definitely worth putting up barriers, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And it's it's a bit hard. Like, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Like, uh, with my fitness career, uh, everything was pretty scheduled. Trainer at that, sure. this time, you know, client at this time, class at this time. Uh, and I just knew when I was ready to be at home. Yeah. Uh, with Realty Life, it's been a little bit of a struggle to figure out what are the priorities. So, like, what are some of the, the categories that you kind of yeah. try to prioritize your life well, around? You know, so I, I've, um, we talk about happiness um or talk about fulfillment we mm-hmm. talk about balance and you know tony robbins uh shared with me many years ago through one of his programs uh, what he calls his wheel of happiness okay uh, and essentially in his wheel of happiness he, he breaks down you know different aspects of your life which is made up of fun family finance uh professional or, or personal growth uh romantic or uh, you know intimate relationships and um health and spirituality okay so those seven elements are are the what he calls the wheel of happiness and in his you know teachings he describes draw a circle with each of these seven lines and each of those elements are are labeled on that line and okay the center of the circle where all those lines intersect that's zero out of ten and then right at the end of the circle is what we call a 10 out of 10. So okay. if I looked at finance and said well how happy am I in my finances well if I say that that's a 10 and if I say, how happy am I in terms of my family time? And that's a, a one. And I say, how happy am I in terms of my fun? I say 10. Well, as you start mapping this out, uh-huh. you, you realize that you're creating a wheel. And the goal is to have the wheel as circular as possible. Got it. Got it. And if you have three or four elements in your life as nine and 10, and the others are three or two or one, that wheel won't turn. Right. Right, right, right. Right. You need to make sure that you have, it's better to have a category five in all aspects of your life in terms of your happiness Mm -hmm. versus having two or three elements that are tens and everything else suffers. Sure. So it's worth sitting down, even if you did it quarterly or once a year even, and say, what are the elements of my life? What do I rank them on a scale from one to 10? And then you'll see which numbers are lower. And if you bring those ones up, as opposed to trying to hit a million dollars in income. start to spin a little bit exactly. more. Exactly. Got it. You know, say, okay, well, instead of making a million dollar dream, if you say, well, I'm going to spend some more time with family and friends, mm-hmm. generally you have more fulfillment and your wheel turns. And you want to grow it. You can be a level 10, but try right. to have a level 10 in everything. Right, right. And you do that one notch at a time. Wow, that's great advice. But it's yeah. a lot of work. It is. It's a, a, lot, <laughs> a of lot of work. What it is is, um, you know, we call it um, canny. It's a constant and never-ending improvement, right? Right, right, right. And uh, and I think that that's, you know, one thing you've taught me is there's always uh, another plate on the rack. Yep. Uh, Ray yep. always pushes always. you. You know, you get to two plates, you can do three. It just takes <laughs> exactly. some time, right? It just takes some time. Yeah. And consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's great, man. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. that. Well, this was a, it was a great conversation, a great chat. I appreciate you chiming in on some of the comments uh, for anybody that has a restaurant that they're looking for, you know, um, I don't want to say healthy, but maybe the most the most healthy sure. uh, option um, or a sustainable option. And uh, again, if anyone uh, would love to click the like, 
subscribe. Yeah, those are the two buttons, right? Like <laughs> those are the two buttons. Yeah, like, those subscribe, are the two and buttons. comment. Can we do that again? Do we do that? Do we do it again? Is there editing? I'm saying I'm looking at our producer. Yeah, okay. okay, so <laughs> this is good. So, like, so you said we should put comments and listen. We <laughs> so we uh, we encourage you to like and subscribe so that we can bring more great content to you. Put comments below uh, on what you think of the show and also if there's any ideas of things you'd like us to break down in future episodes. Mr. Raymond Ortiz, I appreciate you for being here and uh, thank you. And look out for this guy. I I tell you, I'm... uh, I'm not a, a betting man, but I'm, I'm I'm not a gambler, but I'm a betting man, and I bet on this guy. He's going to be a rock star. He's going to be a firecracker. Can, five uh, years from now, less than five years from now, he's going to be uh, a, a force to be reckoned with in the industry, a titan in the industry for sure. I'll try to add that realtor of the year to the realtor trainer of the year. Of the we year need to get a belt. Shelf. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we like get a belt. I'd rather the belt. Walk around with that all day long. <laughs> but no, I appreciate the time. Thank you so hey, much. Thanks so much. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great one.